to Make Share Grow, a podcast about art making and the creative process. I'm Julie Marriott, painter, mother, and lover of bold and joyful color. Come on into my studio. I hope what I share here about my art practice will inspire you in your own creative journey. Hello, friends. This is week eight of documenting my creation of a painting collection. And I can't believe we're already on week eight. This collection has been taking a good while. I feel like this has been one of the longest ones I've worked on. I feel like I've been working on this for almost two, well, yeah, basically two months. And I have a couple more weeks ahead of me, I think. And so, yeah, this is taking a good while. So I hope that you're enjoying all the phases as much as I am. This week uh, was a little bit on the slower and quieter side. I feel like I'm sensing, now that I'm documenting this, I'm sensing a rhythm where I'll have an extremely busy, productive week, and then I'll have a week that's a little bit quieter and slower. And that's interesting. I'd never really noticed that before because I don't normally write down what I do every week. I just kind of go for it and don't really look back and see cycles. So there you have it. This is a quiet week. Um, I mostly worked on one painting the whole week, which is slower than my goal of two paintings a week. So there's that. (laughs) Um, This painting gave me quite a adventure. <laughs> it um, it went through lots and lots of phases, I feel like, and so it took me longer to resolve it than I had with some of the other paintings. Some paintings just come together in this beautiful, glorious rush. And I'm thinking back to an earlier painting of Magnolias. That happened especially in that painting. Like It was like three painting sessions, I feel like, like quick, fast, and they just, it just really came together super quickly and beautifully. And this painting was a lot slower. Um, it went through several phases and the first phase was I, I used this painting to film lots of shots, not lots, but a handful of shots for my, um, my collection video that I talked about last week. And so it had a good amount of work done on it, but then once I stopped filming, I had to sit down and kind of figure out what was going on and um, just kind of resolve what was going on. And there was lots of beautiful texture and layers and movement and quick strokes, and it was a very yellow and green painting. It's a painting of peonies and... It was very, um, very textural, but very yellow and green and on a navy blue background. And I decided I wanted to kind of move it in. Well, I just started painting. I didn't really make any decisions (laughs) before I started painting on it some more. And then it started morphing into a very peach pink painting. And I think what happened was I lost a lot of contrast in the painting. And it's really helpful if 
when I'm looking at a, a piece and it's frustrating me, which this one definitely was, I was looking at it and being like, blah, but <laughs> instead of just staying in the blah feeling, if I can diagnose like at least one thing that's very concrete that is not working and I can kind of say, okay, the contrast has all gone away. I need to get it back by trying this, like adding a darker color. And what happened is um, it was on this beautiful navy blue background and there was lots of definition around the leaves and the flowers and you could see the background around them. But then once it kind of entered the peachy pink phase, I decided I wanted the background to be peachy pink instead of navy blue. And so I basically went over all of those background areas and changed them. But then there was no value contrast between the background of the painting and the actual subject of the painting. And so it was all just this visual jumble and it like with no definition, nothing popped out, nothing said like, pay attention to me. It was all just kind of the same across the whole surface of the canvas. And that was what was wrong with it. And I think this is interesting. I was looking at questions that I could answer this week from my um, collection of questions sent in from you guys. And one of them was, do you ever feel frustrated with your paintings? And I thought, that's the perfect question to answer this episode because this week I was there. I was feeling frustrated. But like I said, one of the best things that I can do when I'm feeling frustrated is just immediately go into sort of problem solve mode and stay really curious. And I don't really get, I don't stay in that frustrated feeling or that like, oh man, this is not working feeling that long. I just immediately start asking myself, okay, is it the fact that I need some more, like something is out of balance. I guess that's the thing that I think about. Like what is out of balance? Do I need more warm colors? Do I need more cool colors? Do I need more dark colors? Do you need more light colors? What is it that's going wrong here? And in this painting, it was all in a very light value range and it was all very warm. It had moved from this very like yellow green phase to this very pinky peach warm phase. And, um, and I knew that it needed some cooler colors and it needed some darker colors. So then I did another pass over it, another painting session and, um, brought in more navy blue, but didn't try to like redo the background of the painting because that felt very nitpicky and I wanted to keep loose and keep the flow going. And so I just started adding in more navy blue leaves and, and accents and stuff like that and adding more like darker tones on the flowers, more like shadow areas. And it came together and it just was great. And now it is very much a like blue is the star of the show in this painting, kind of an ultramarine balance of like ultramarine and cobalt blue. And I love it. It's great. It's totally like blue is the thing that saved the painting. And I just think that's really interesting. I spent most of the week, all of my painting sessions working on this one piece. And except for the very last day, I um, started like two new ones real quickly that are just in their very beginning drippy stages. But this was the the star of the show painting this week that took all my time to figure it out. But it's okay. 
And I feel like in my last collection, the Garden Grown collection that was Flowers and Birds, I also had like the major one problem child painting. (laughs) And I don't, I feel like I have little waves of having issues in every painting. Like who doesn't? Who has it all figured out from the very beginning? You're all you're always trying to find the balance as you're painting along and trying to like resolve it in a way that makes sense and is satisfying, but there's usually one piece for me that is like the one that really has issues over and over and has to go through lots of phases and um And that like sits around for a while and kind of like irks me. (laughs) And I I remember a painting from my last collection that did that. And this was one that kind of did that for me, but it's okay. We made it through. I love where it ended up and everything is great. I also did some more filming here and there and more work on editing and tightening up my collection video. One thing that I was noticing is that some of the shots that I had included were a little bit too long. And I was realizing that for our attention spans nowadays, like when we're watching video, we like the shot to change like every two to three seconds. And I was having some sections of the video be a little bit too long and lingering. And especially for video, this is just super practical, especially for video that is being shared online in some way where, and and on a social media platform where there are immediately things that your viewer can click away to if the video just stalls out or like bores someone. Um, when there's so many distractions or you can just click that little X to go out, go over to somebody else and completely forget about it. I want to make sure that the video is moving quickly and is staying engaging. And I'm trying to find the balance between helping the video feel slow and gentle, I guess maybe not slow, but gentle and thoughtful and carefully considered and kind of, I don't know if, I guess sensuous in the sense of like beautiful colors and textures and mark making all of like making your senses come alive um, and having that be like an engrossing experience and also taking you kind of on this journey of like what goes into a painting. So I'm trying to balance that experience that I want my viewers to have with keeping it moving along at a good pace. And so that is something else that I've been working on this week, just trying to tighten it up, take out sections, like maybe a clip was six seconds, but editing it to three seconds. And then, you know, what to fill that empty space with. And then I will go back and take a new shot, um, you know, film some new content to fill in those spaces that um, need some work. So that's another thing that I worked on this week. I have one other question that I'm going to answer this week, and this one is more just about general studio kind of practices. So the question is, how do you set up your workplace and your time to work? So for me, I feel like my situation is definitely unique in that I am a full-time mom, so I am also trying to fit my art around my schedule of caring for my children. And so I have um, 
a kindergartner in who goes to school three days a week, but then I also have our two-year-old daughter who is home with me full-time. So really my schedule is dictated by what her schedule is. So nap time is my time to paint. And sometimes I can do painting while she is playing and out in the yard. And my studio space is right next to the door to our uh, backyard. So I can paint and keep an eye on her while she's having fun out there. Um, But really my painting time when I can just get lost in it and not feel distracted at all is basically like a two to three hour chunk of time in the afternoon when she's sleeping. And I used to be much more of a night worker too, so I could work in the afternoon and then I could also work in the evening. But I found in the past couple years, all my desire to <laughs> to be creative just kind of like drains away by the end of the day because I'm just tired from being a mom, working, doing all the all the things that surround life and and work. And so I'm just ready to relax and I don't feel very creative at the end of the day. So only if there's some deadline that's really pressing on me that I have to do computer work or something like that, um, I'll, I'll work in the evening. But that's basically um, afternoons and sometimes a little bit in the mornings are my time to work. And um, about the place where I work, my my studio is in the corner of our kitchen dining room area, and it's a beautiful, sunny, lots of windows. Um, and one thing that I really enjoyed doing in this studio space was furnishing it and trying to help it have a very inviting, creative, but also like homey kind of a vibe. Um, so it felt like it was just another furnished space in our house rather than being kind of like a messy corner with like piles of boxes and like random things holding my art supplies. Um, so I went out and got a beautiful bookcase that is very minimal, thin and white with glass shelves that I have pretty baskets on. And I store a lot of my art supplies like things that I just don't really want to look at all the time or have sitting out in the open, like extra tubes of paint, extra bottles of paint, um, like Tupperwares that I store paint in if I want to save a color across a couple painting sessions, just all those odds and ends that I want to kind of have nearby, but I don't want out in the open. So I'll have those in pretty baskets. And then I have um, my little collection of art books on the shelves and I have plants, which I'm really enjoying having plants around me. They kind of are very relaxing and um, just help the space feel really fresh and alive. And so I have some plants. And what I try to do is just have everything that I use consistently out with me um, so that I don't have to set the space up every time. So I also have a table and a rolling cart. So the cart holds all of my paint tubes that I regularly use in a nice little clear box so I can find them really easy. And then on my table, I have my, um, like, more paints, (laughs) more paints and my palette and a jar of brushes and whatever tools that I'm always regularly using and my roll of paper towels and my water cup, just all the regular things that 
all of us painters use. And so I, I leave that all out on the table. I don't try to put them away every time or tidy up every time. I just try to throw away whatever like extra trash I have at the end of a painting session. I usually like clean out my brushes on paper towels a lot um, so that I'm not having to change out my water as often. And so I um, have, you know, that sort of stuff that I have to throw away. But other than that, I just leave everything out and ready to go for the next day so that I can just jump in and that's the biggest piece of advice I would say about any art space. If you have the ability to have a small area that you can leave your things out, I know that's not always the case. We don't all have a space that can be the dedicated art place, but even if you have like a tray or a table or a little folding table or something that you can kind of move to like put it out of the way, um, but it can have all your stuff on it and you can just like move it over real quick and get going. That really takes away the barrier of that extra like five to 10 minutes of just dawdling around setting up that could keep you from actually starting to paint. And um, so I've always tried to follow that advice. I got that advice to um, take away that that barrier of setup um, way back when I was in college for my professors, and that has served me really well. And I've always tried very hard to have... Um, like an inviting place, but also a place that has all of my supplies ready and waiting for me so I can just jump in. Because any little thing can actually deter you. If you think, oh, I could like set up that, you know, set up my palette, pull all my paints out, or I could just do a load of laundry, or I could just pick up a little bit more. I could go and take a nap. <laughs> so if you can if you can just say, no, it's ready for me, I'm going for it, <laughs> then that is really helpful. And um, the last thing that I'd say is just have, have your space feel comfortable and inviting, like I was I explaining. If it's a place you enjoy being and hanging out and it's if you've made it a little bit decorated or beautiful in some way, or you even just have colors and tools that you love using, that can be so valuable. And um, I love my brushes. I love my tools. I love my easel. You guys, I'm in love with my wood easel. I told you about that a couple episodes ago, but I um, bought a easel that is a beautiful wooden H-frame easel. And this is the it's new to me at the end of last year, I bought it. And so it's still pretty brand new feeling. And it's the first actual solid wooden easel that I've ever bought. I've always been working on a kind of rickety aluminum fold up, fold up easel. And this easel makes me love painting because it's so beautiful. It's so sturdy. It just like holds a canvas really well and feels great. And so even that just makes me want to go over and paint because of how much I enjoy being in my painting corner and enjoying all of my tools and my paints and everything. Okay, so now I'm going to move into something that I love this week. So my thing for this week has been gardening. I am really excited. Spring is basically here and we live in San Diego so our our seasons are pretty mild so it's felt very spring like for quite a while and i am getting ready to start planting in our garden i bought um several dahlia tubers and i 
talked about that a couple weeks ago, how I was hoping to do dahlias and or grow dahlias this year. And I am diving in, you guys. I ordered eight dahlia tubers and um, some of them have already arrived and I'm really excited to grow them. So I've been researching how the best way to plant them and take care of them and all of that stuff. And um, I'm getting really into it and really excited. We have lots of gophers in our neighborhood who will eat up dahlia tubers like candy. And so I'm planting them in uh, big pots. So each each plant gets its own pot. So I'm planning out where I'm going to set up the pots in our yard. And I just got soil to fill the pots. And I have to research some about like the nutrients that they like so I can put that into the soil. But I'm really excited about them. I bought some, a good variety. So some are pretty big, like their blossoms will be really big. And then other ones are more small and round and kind of, I think they're called ball dahlias. And um, they're the ones that have like all of the little, it's almost like a honeycomb kind of look where they have lots and lots of little petals that are kind of curled into this ball shape. And wow, I am so excited for them. I'm really looking forward to having fresh flowers in the house and then maybe um, painting them, like definitely painting them, not even maybe, I'm going to be painting them. So and taking lots of photographs of them. And so anyway, I'm really excited for those and then um, planning out what's going to go into the rest of our yard and figuring out like how I want to lay it out. We just have a few fruit trees and then lots of open flower beds. So that is something that I've been really getting into, getting more into gardening now that we have a home with more yard space. Um, That is the thing that has been really exciting to me this week. Okay, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me and for following along with all of the ups and downs of this painting collection. And I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. Bye for now.